Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Hi. Hey. How are you doing? All right. How are you? I mean, mostly okay. It's uh, a weird time. We're going to talk a little bit about it today. (laughs) Always a weird time, especially when you're on a What's in the News episode. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun timeline we're on. Oh, goodness. Well... Do you want me to start or do you want to start? You start. Okay, so I'm going to start with, it's kind of two stories in one, but in general, I wanted to talk about the abortion Senate hearings going on right now between the House and Senate committees that are holding different testimonies. And we heard a lot of what was going on on Wednesday through social media, especially. There were a lot of different videos that were out. I posted a few of them to our story. And there were just some really um shocking things that were just kind of like said and discussed that I think are really Have you ever seen about. a more punchable face than Josh Hawley? I mean, thanks Keegan, he's from Missouri. I know he I is. Wrote that in my notes. He's awful. Like he's he is truly the worst. Awful he, and infuriating. He has such a punchable face. Yeah, he has one of those faces that's just like you can tell he's trying to rile somebody up like it's And he's, he's getting joy out of it. Yeah, you it's know? it's sick, truly. It I mean, he got red for filth, but like it is it's still like just the fact that he is like that and he thinks we're all dumb enough to think like this is just an innocent question I have. Yes. Okay. It's ridiculous. It, it's very reminiscent to me of um, the way that a lot of different issues were handled during like the different uh, hearings to bring in new Supreme Court justices and things like that. Like I remember a lot of like very stupid answers and questions yeah, and things like that that were just made to make people look ridiculous or whatever. Um But there's just been a lot of transphobic and anti-woman rhetoric throughout this hearing. And frankly, the abortion activists have about had it. So we were just talking about Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri. And he asked one of the witnesses, UC Berkeley law professor Kiara Bridges, why she kept using the term, quote, people with the capacity for pregnancy when describing who would be affected by the ban. Yeah, I believe his words were, um, so wouldn't that be women? So are you, are you talking about women? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he said it's kind of just like that. Like, I, I'm sorry. I just really, I'm just so clueless. I just don't understand. Can you please I, just explain it to me? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, see, look, I'm being really nice and gentle about this. You know, like, what? I don't understand. He's the worst. I hate him. Um, I wrote out a lot of the dialogue just because there's no other way for me to sum everything up. So he said, yeah, like, would that be women? And Bridges responded, Many cis women have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. Holly says, so this isn't really a women's issue. It's a... And Bridges comes in saying, we can recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive. After further questioning from Holly, Bridges continued... I want to recognize that your line of questioning is transphobic and it opens up trans people to violence. 
Bridges later asked if he believes men can get pregnant, to which Holly responds no, even after all of this, like, dialogue between the two of them. So it really, to me, seemed like he was trying to hammer home hammer home his idea yeah, of, course. of unbelievable transphobia. Yeah, it's not genuine interest that he's asking that question. It's not like innocent ignorance, right? Like he's not no, just like, oh, I'm just innocently. I, I actually genuinely don't know. Like, as fuck. Yeah, he's not trying to be educated. He's trying to push home that like, I don't believe that trans people are who they say they are. Right, and by saying like, oh, so it's not a women's is- issue. So it's this, like, it's just, it's so stupid it's so inflammatory it's so dangerous Kiara Bridges did go on to discuss the statistics of attempted suicide and suicide among the trans community and how certain comments like that are so unbelievably damaging because he's like how am I causing violence and she just read him for absolute yeah I mean it was really annoying you know because that was posted all over TikTok and if you open the comments which I do immediately every time I'm on TikTok um there were a lot of people who were like, I don't see how his comments were transphobic. I don't get it. And I'm like, how? Yeah. How? Because it was so blatant. Because he wasn't blatant. asking questions in good faith. It wasn't something where he was like, I genuinely need to be educated on this subject. That's not what he was doing. Exactly. Exactly. There's another major topic that has been discussed in the hearings and major trigger warning. This is such an unbelievably tragic story. So, Major, major trigger warning. This involves sexual abuse of a child. So if you do not want to listen to this part, I suggest you skip way ahead. Uh, There has been a story that came out this week of a 10-year-old girl from Ohio who was taken out of state to obtain an abortion. There has been a 27-year-old suspect that's been charged for the crime and has admitted, admitted to it as well. The arrest came after right-wing media had suggested that there was no way the story could be true, even calling it, quote, too good to confirm. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's so disgusting. Well, and do you really, like, what world are they living in where they think that this doesn't happen? They couldn't even believe, like, there was one person that said they didn't even believe that a 10-year-old could get pregnant, that they just didn't think that that was possible. (laughs) People start getting their period... It's like 8 to 16 are the most common ages, exactly. is the age frame. Big so, old bubble. Yeah. So like 8 would be very young. Yeah. And for me, I hadn't started my period yet at 10, but I did start at 11, you know, almost 12. So it's absolutely, I, I knew people in school yeah. who were 10, who were get, starting to get their period. That's absolutely possible. Yeah. Like, my mom was 9 or 10, something yeah. like very young. I mean, it's, it is very young and unfortunate that someone would have to get their period that young it's even more unfortunate that this child had to be abused and had to go through all of this and when they discovered that or I don't know if it was when they discovered that they were pregnant or when they went for the abortion it was like three days after the new six-week ban in Ohio so that is why she had to be taken to Indiana to have the procedure and in Ohio there isn't an exception for rape or incest It's absolutely disgusting. So a story that should have just been taken very seriously from the start was unbelievably twisted. And that's what's just so sad because what kind of hung over the hearings when involving this story was just this kind of disbelief that this happens to children all the time. And it's because people, I don't know if it's because they don't want to look at it because it's too hard to look at or because that doesn't go along with 
the narrative they're trying to portray right now it's, when it comes it's to that. abortion. It's that, you know, I, I don't think it's, I, I do think it's tough for people to face and look at. I'm not saying that it's not, but I think more than anything else, it's that it doesn't fit with their narrow worldview of what they believe to be true. And it actually, it doesn't help their case. Yeah. And so they're going to dismiss any information um, that doesn't help them. So right. I, they I don't want this story to be involved with abortion rights in any way, shape or form when it does highlight a glaring issue in a lot of these states. Right. I mean, it's the same reason why we'll get people in our comments who are like, well, rape victims make up such a low percentage of people seeking to get abortions as if that negates their experience. Exactly. You know, because even if there's just one, they don't want to have to face that because they would rather believe that everyone who is seeking an abortion are just loose women who are using abortion as birth control. Yeah. Which, by the way. Nobody does. Nobody is using abortion as a form of birth control. Yeah. Like it's not like they're just like I'm. There's I, much easier ways to go about preventing. A- absolutely, a baby. absolutely. So you know they would rather believe that than believe that these other situations happen that don't fit their narrative exactly as well. So yeah. um, and also by the way, everybody should know that the stance of this podcast is I don't care why you're getting an abortion. Oh yeah, um, of course. So, if you're new here, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean this isn't what I want to talk about, but just since you mentioned the um, high rate of suicide among trans folks, um, and then also just hey, the state of the world right now. Yeah, uh, I did want to bring up that there is a new suicide hotline. Um, it's the number has changed to make it easier, more Good. accessible. You don't have to remember like an a 11 number, digit yeah. number anymore. Um, now it's reduced to just hashtag or pound 988. Um, or you can text 988 and you will be connected to trained counselors on the Lifeline network. So I love that. Makes so it so much. much easier. It's similar to 911, mm-hmm. it's an easy three digit to remember. I kind of yeah. hate you for saying hashtag first before pound sign. Well, look, I feel like I have to do that because have you seen all the people who are like, my teenager looked at the phone and was like, why is there a hashtag on the phone? I feel like you have it's to upsetting. say that. Yeah, <laughs> it's upsetting. It is a pound sign. I'm but really, really disappointed in anybody that didn't know that it was a pound sign. I prefer to go with tic tac toe board myself. Aww, that's, aren't you precious? Yeah, that's what I like to go with. <laughs> Um, okay, so I was talking to you kind of a little, just touched on this when we were doing our like, hey, how are you coming up the stairs today? Uh, I am about to start working from home again for the next two weeks. Good. Because, which I am thrilled about. I mean, working me from tell home. You. Great. Yes. The reasons. Yes. Not so great. So once again, COVID-19 seems to be everywhere. Right now, California is facing another surge, as are many places across the country. I know in um, Missouri, it's really bad. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, awesome. But it it's getting bad everywhere. And many people are surprised that so many people are continuing to get sick. I know we've talked about it before that people are using terminology like post pandemic and like, you know, yeah. we were in a pandemic for two and a half years as though we're not anymore. I think for me, and I do want to clarify because I'll say that sometimes. Uh-huh. And I think for me, it's me almost too. like I think of it as like lockdown. 
Like when I think about the pandemic, I think about when like I really didn't see anybody. It's not so much like the disease and the sickness. And I think a lot of people feel like that. Yeah. Like I think of pandemic as being like the pandemic mode that I was in for so long. Absolutely. I feel like. And now I'm like part of life again. We're all saying pre-pandemic because it feels like everybody has moved on. People Mm -hmm. aren't wearing masks out very much anymore I still am um y'all scare me but you know like that's it's very common if you go anywhere I mean I start have started wearing mine again this week like I went to the grocery store today and wore my mask I started wearing mine again like this week but I got a little loosey-goosey with it for a minute because it felt safer I mean we're back at we're back at work we're feeling like people are telling us it's okay nobody else is wearing theirs so it must be all right you know? know and it's it isn't so in december the cdc had estimated that nearly all americans had been vaccinated or had antibodies from past infection that provided some immunity and that should have been enough to grant us a little bit of breathing room but unfortunately a new omicron subvariant ba.5 has three key mutations in its spike protein that make it better at infecting our cells and makes the immunizations many of us received far less effective. I hate how much I know about viruses and spikes. Yeah, isn't it awful? And subdivisions of variants. <laughs> like, yeah. what the yeah. fuck? I'm not a scientist. I didn't want to do this. I don't want to do it anymore. No, I don't either. But um, <sighs> but we have to. And if something doesn't change, we're going to continue to have to. I so know, I know. In just over two months, BA.5 outcompeted its predecessors to become the dominant cause of COVID-19 in the United States. Last week, this subvariant caused almost two out of every three COVID-19 infections in the country. Um, According to the CDC, not only are immunizations less effective against the new subvariant, but so are antibodies. So if you have antibodies from past variants, it used to be effective on variants moving forward. But this one is different enough. Right. That is. I'm just wondering, and maybe this is something you're going to be getting to, but like, is there changes being made to our boosters to our vaccines like is there I mean it's I feel like they're changing so often that it would almost be hard to keep up with it you know I, what I mean I'm I don't know what that it is I know that the vaccines are still effective they do provide you with a certain level of protection it's right. just not the same as you know as effective as it has been on yeah previous I just variants. wonder if that's something that's going to be adjusted I'm sure because it is. It's, because this has been how the new variants have been for a while. They haven't been responding as well, or the immunizations haven't been protecting us as well with these new strains. Yeah, so for me, I think one of the big ones, because we never did reach that 75% immunization that we needed in order yeah. to reach herd immunity, I feel like so much of the protection that we did have was coming from there being waves and then people getting antibodies and then other people being vaccinated. Mm. And so there was like a certain level of like, we as a group were kind of at any given time. Yeah. At any given time, there was like a certain amount of protection, but with this sub variant. So for instance, I don't know what variant of COVID I had, but I got it at a time when BA.2 was surging that like big surge that was happening whenever I got COVID So I'm guessing that's probably what I had. And if that's the case, my antibodies are not effective against this new variant. So, uh, you know, those like the little layer of protection that I thought I had from being like, oh, I'm okay for like a minute. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, 
And of course, BA.5 is highly transmissible, as have been the other subvariants. Right. So as a result, people are getting sick in droves. Official case counts are now sitting around 110,000 new infections a day. And it's estimated that for every case reported, there are 7 to 10 unreported cases. Mm. Um, so the number is likely much, much higher. What are What's the death? So that is the thing. good. That is the good thing. Okay. Uh, I mean, none of it's good. So, because of the what we've learned about all of the past variants, um, the likelihood that COVID is going to kill you has gone down substantially. And um, with each new variant, you know, we have a lot of treatments. We've got we've got immunity immunizations. Yes, that's the word. <laughs> that's the word. Uh, and those things do help. But still, we are seeing about 300 to 400 people dying on average each day Ooh. from COVID. So it's still not great. You've got basically like a, a passenger plane full of people dying every day. Yeah, still. that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a big issue that we've seen in the past that we are now starting to see again is that hospitalizations are beginning to climb uh, with a fraction of the patients needing intensive care up to 23% over the past two weeks. Mm. So that's not good. We're going to start overwhelming our hospitals again, Yeah, uh, which is something to be concerned about. And then for me, the biggest thing, I mean, all of it is bad and all of it's big, but for me, it's, it's all about you. That another reason to be cautious is that the more opportunities the virus has to spread, the more opportunities it has to mutate, which means that future variants are likely to be even more infectious and less treatable. So what do we have to do? I mean... Stay home again? Well, I mean, I'm working from home for the next two weeks for this reason. And Los Angeles has said that if the numbers continue to climb the way that they are, in two weeks, they they will reinstate the mask mandate indoors. Yeah, that I have been hearing whispers about here and there. Yeah. Which so I, I mean, think it would be a good idea. I just don't know how that's going to go over. Well, I, oh, I was on the elevator leaving work today with a, a security guard was also leaving work. And he was like, did you get the email? And I was like, yes, it did. You know, two weeks, two more weeks. And he's like, I'm so tired. I'm so sick of this. I can't do this again. Like he said that to me. We've never had a conversation. Right. And I think that a lot of people feel that way now. I will, of course, wear my mask in public from here on out, even before the mandate, because I just feel like with things going the way that they're going, it's just the smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, But people feel really strongly about it and they're ready to argue about it. Well, I don't think people are going to stop going out. Like, that's just, I don't think it's going to happen. There's no way that we're going to get people back inside. And at this point, I even think getting people to mask up again is going to be like such a disaster I mean when I was at the wedding in New Jersey there was somebody that was like are you guys still wearing masks over there like asking me about that and I was like I mean kind of each their own but like yeah but even here like when we went out happy birthday by the way but when we went out for your birthday even there I mean inside when people were waiting in line and stuff it's it's people have gotten real lax with it even Mm -hmm. though people still carry masks around like I still have one like hooked on my purse that I take with me everywhere like as an emergency mask you know I just feel like people have gotten really lax with it and I don't think we're gonna see enough people conform in the amount that's necessary to prevent 
to make a real difference. Yeah. You know? I mean, today I was driving in Burbank and I was behind a car that said COVID is a scam, had a bumper sticker on it. <sighs> People. I just was like, aren't we past this by now? We're in Burbank, California. <laughs> What's happening? How dare you? Bold. Very. Truly. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've seen I've seen some bumper stickers here where I'm like, be careful. <laughs> the liberals are going to come get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Oh, gee. Okay, I've got one more thing, but let's take a quick break and we will be right back. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We always forget to do that. And we're back. Okay, so I stumbled across this on CNN and just wanted to bring it up because, you know, we are more and more becoming a corporatocracy. There's only like a handful of companies that own absolutely everything at this point. Right. And they continue to acquire things. I did not realize that Amazon owned Ring cameras. Oh. Like they own those like, you know, Ring doorbells. Boom, boom, boom. I did not know that. So... Amazon's Ring has provided doorbell footage to police without owner's consent 11 times that we can prove so far this year. 
which is Amazon girl. Isn't that scary? And I also feel like we should bring it up because it is like Amazon prime week. Oh yeah. And look, I know it is hard. I am not judging anybody. I get daily Amazon packages for the um, drive that I'm running right now because it's just the easiest way to do things like that. So I don't fault anyone for using Amazon. I just watched Fleabag on Amazon Prime. I am no better than anybody else. No, it's just that is shitty. It's, that is really, really, really shitty. And you buy you watching Fleabag has nothing to do with that company being okay with. I still this lack of privacy. Feel slightly gu- guilty that I give them my money. Oh, I under- totally. I really feel like Amazon is a very unethical company and I feel like Jeff Bezos is trash and like all of those things. So I I kind of hate it that I give them my money but also it's very difficult to live in this world and not in some way shape or form be supporting an unethical company because yeah. Amazon Facebook, like all of these companies have Run so, and they've ingrained themselves into how we work and how we live every single day. So it becomes very difficult. Um, that said, I can do better and I will try. Uh, but Amazon's smart doorbell company Ring has provided surveillance footage to law enforcement without a warrant or the consent of the doorbell owners 11 times this year alone, according to a letter Amazon sent to Congress earlier this month. So that's all that they're owning up to. I'm sure that that's all that is provable at this point. Right. The disclosure highlights the degree of Amazon's control over data generated by the doorbell cameras and microphones. So they not only have the video footage, they also have all of the audio footage. Um, And I don't think I put this in my notes, but they've also like denied requests that like, okay, if you automatically enable the access to the footage, can you disable the audio so that you're Mm. not getting like all of that information because it does feel more invasive when you can hear everything too. Yeah. Yeah. You're being, they can hear all of your secret conversations or whatever that you're having. Yeah. I don't know how secret it is having it via in your front door, but But still that's your business. Yeah. Um, as well as it's deepening relationships with thousands of police departments across the country. So, Ring and Amazon have basically these like relationships and these deals that they're making with local police departments to provide them information. And of course, Amazon is saying, well, we're only providing information in cases where it's absolutely necessary that we do so. But why are you the person who gets to decide that? Yeah, they said that they make good faith determinations as to whether to provide surveillance data to law enforcement absent a warrant or the consent of the doorbell owner. And I'm sure Can you that give you, me some examples of what your yeah, what guidelines are then? Because to me, like good faith is too much trust in somebody that I really, really don't trust. Like I want to know some guidelines that you follow to decide then whether or not you're going to share some information with police. Is it when there are children involved, drugs involved? You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's just such a, it's just such an an easy way to try to get out of the situation by being like, no, 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 don't worry. Trust us. It was only for the really bad guys. Well, and even then, and listen, if someone were to come to my door and if, if there was any way that I could help them catch Ted Bundy, right? Like I would yeah. do what I felt was right in order to like help them catch Ted Bundy. However, I feel like you shouldn't just be allowed to rummage through my shit 
in order to do that. Like, yeah. there should be a certain level of of an expectation. That's of why we have warrants. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. And I'm sure that you sign something whenever you set up your ring camera. I'm sure you scroll through Shady. those terms and conditions. And I'm sure that there are terms and conditions in there that say that they are allowed to access your footage for things like this. And in fact, I'm pretty sure I read that. That's yeah. how they're able to do it. Um, but I just feel like the everyday average user should have some expectation of privacy with something that accesses your camera and your audio. That's yeah. like personal stuff. And they shouldn't be able Ooh. to hand it over to a third party. What about Alexa? Oh, definitely. Alexa's listening to you. I, well, well, Alexa is listening to you, but like, are they using that audio from like listening in? Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, and I had, I was talking to somebody who I think that they were like a higher up at WB and they'd been in a meeting where FBI people were there why I'm not sure yeah but they said that I think they were consulting on a on a movie and they said that every single FBI agent had their camera covered up on their laptops they bought their laptops and they all covered their cameras and I'm like I should start doing that because if they're doing it it means that they know that they can access your camera at any time uh so they could be watching you don't be paranoid but maybe be a little paranoid you know what I mean uh, so <laughs> it just feels like a massive violation. I don't trust the police. I also don't trust Amazon. I don't think they're an ethical company. Yeah. So I think that they are pretty questionable just in general. So the person who responded to, um, the person who wrote the letter was Senator Ed Markey and he made all of this information public and he said in a statement, as my ongoing investigation into Amazon illustrates, it has become increasingly difficult for the public to move, assemble and converse in public without being tracked and recorded. We cannot accept this as inevitable in our country. Increasing law enforcement reliance on private surveillance creates a crisis of accountability and I am particularly concerned that biometric surveillance could become central to the growing web of surveillance systems that Amazon and other powerful tech companies are responsible for. Hmm. It feels very much like the beginning of a dystopian future. Definitely. Just something to keep your ear to the ground about because I know we rely on these devices. We rely on our phones, our Alexas, our rings. Like they are integrated in our everyday life. And it is, I know it sounds so like first world problem-y, but it is hard to like, live without them once you've become accustomed to these things yeah um however just do so with the full knowledge that you might be giving over a bunch of your personal information totally um i mean we're giving it all the time yeah it's just really it's absurd yeah all right well that is everything that we have for you all today i haven't mentioned merch in a few episodes i don't believe it's in the link in our bio on our instagram right now because that is saved for Keegan's lovely drive that is going on right now, but I believe we still have a link for our merch in the show notes. But if you do want to donate any of your bags or products or anything to the drive that Keegan is doing right now, please click on the link in our Instagram bio. That's going on until when? So I'm going to keep collecting things for the next month. So the middle of August with the goal to get everything delivered by the end of August. Perfect. All right. You heard her. If you have any topics that you want us to cover in the future, you can go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. We have a Facebook business and group page. You can rate and review us on the business page and chat with the other listeners in the group page. Last but certainly not least, if you haven't done so already, please go over to your Apple Podcast app and leave us a five-star review with a quick sentence about why you enjoy the show. It really does help us a lot. 
All right, that's all we have for you today. With all that being said, we encourage you to raise on. Bye. We are the hosts of Comic Sans, the podcast about comics for those who are sans knowledge. I'm Yen, a reader, writer, liver, and breather of comic books. And I'm Nat, and I know absolutely nothing about comics, which makes both of us authorities in our respective fields. Exactly. Hey, wait. On Comic Sans, I make Nat read some of my favorite comics, including Sandman Saga and Lore Olympus. And Yen tells me what makes that comic special. Then I hear what Nat thinks, and I try to avoid a pulmonary embolism. While I actively try to give him one. Listen to Comic Sans on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can already binge our first season, and we just released a special bonus episode on Across the Spider-Verse. Hey, Nat, before we go, I'll give you 50 bucks if you can tell me what Comic-Con is. Is it related to Chili Con Carn? Do you mean chili con carne? Maybe we should be chili sands.